Welcome to this podcast produced for Business Lincolnshire as part of the Fit for Business programme. I'm Guy Lewis and we're joined today by Nat McMillan from McMillan Associates. Hi Nat, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Good, good, good. Um, so what from what your clients been talking to you about this week? What are their worries this week? Well, as you know, Guy, we uh, provide HR support. So unsurprisingly, we've been asked this week by quite a few clients to help them with, shall we call it, problems with some of their staff. Well, staff problems and then how to deal with them, I guess. Ab- absolutely. Can we help them? Uh, what's going on? They've got an issue. Happens pretty much on a weekly basis. And I guess I guess the sort of employees, small businesses, that, that, that they always see this as a bit of sort of skating on thin ice type stuff. This is like, well, you know, I've got a problem. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, so, you know, so what, what do you find? Do you find they ignore it? Yes, that's exactly what happens, Guy. And then often by the time we get the phone call to come in and it's a bit, it's a bit like the emergency services, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's reached a critical point quick let's call in Nat and her team and often then at that point yes we can help them but it's a lot harder and it's a lot riskier or it's just going to take longer I think it's that human nature thing of people avoid hoping it'll resolve itself you know it'll go away put my head in the sand Mm -hmm. it doesn't and it grows and it grows um whether that be about disciplinary performance or, you know, a bit of conflict, a bit of a difficult relationship, the best thing is always to deal with it Mm -hmm. head on, have the conversation and tackle the issue. Okay. And is there a sort of like a a code of conduct? Is there there a process? Is there something that we we can sort of look to and follow? Yeah, absolutely. So here's a little bit of an inner secret, if you like. Um, when we need to follow processes, whether it's disciplinary, I know that's what we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. but grievance as well and, and performance, we are um, beholden to the ACAS code of practice. Okay. Now that can be found on that wonderful thing called Google. There are other web browsers available, of course, but you can go on there and look at it. Obviously, there's some caution mm-hmm. because you don't always understand it and don't follow it blindly. But it's a really good practical starting point to look at how should I be managing a disciplinary? And you need to follow the basics of it and you have to follow a process regardless of whether it's gross misconduct, but don't just sack on the spot. Okay. Okay. So so what should the employers do to manage disciplinary? What, what do they need to do? What's their sort of toolkit, if they're right, sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. So they need to have a conversation with the individual. So, you know, really straightforward, sit down with them, need to make you aware that this allegation's happened. So uh, let me give you an example, actually, that happened in the last few months. Obviously, I'm not going to name who, mm-hmm. but the um, money had been disappearing. It's not that uncommon, unfortunately. So rang us, what do I do? Well, you need to talk to the individual and have you got any evidence? Are you jumping to assumptions? So I had the conversation with the individual. They were dreading it, as you can imagine. These are not diffi- these are not easy conversations to have, are mm, they? No. But, but you need to have it and you need to have it in a compassionate and straightforward way. So this is the allegation. Be really explicit about it. Give the individual a chance to respond. Sometimes people will say, yep, that that's what's happened. I'm really sorry. You then make a decision, don't you, as to mm-hmm. whether you're going to keep them employed or whether you're going to 
dismiss them and, and what's reasonable. But you have to follow some process. So even if it's a simple conversation like I've said, but you need to be explicit with them about what the allegation is. Good practice is invite them to a conversation mm. and let them know what the allegation is before they come in and therefore they're prepared. And the other thing is if you've got a policy, so you should have a disciplinary policy or procedure. It might not be a standalone one guy, it might be one that sits in the handbook, mm -hmm. sometimes in contracts of employment, but you must follow whatever you've written down and what you've said you will do. Time and time again, that's where people come unstuck in mm -hmm. the dreaded employment tribunal, which is always the thing that worries small employers, isn't it? Yeah, just thinking on that policy, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, that could be three or four lines, couldn't it? It doesn't have to be war and peace, so to speak, does it? It can be very, so, you know, this is what happens, this is what happens, this is what happens, and then that's, you know, I guess that's what we're talking about. Because you mentioned handbook, and I go like, that, that, I'm feeling like pages and reams of stuff. Uh, am I right? You can have some very, very concise policies on this? Yeah, you can. And um, you can have some brilliant handbooks that are only two pages brilliant. as well, by the way. I like that. Uh, but yeah, policies, it might be that it simply refers to we will follow the ACAS code. Okay. And a good keep old it, it hyperlink simple. to that website. Keep it simple. Might be, as you say, a couple of sentences. We will investigate. We will make you aware of any allegation. But yeah, it certainly does not need to be paying people like me to write 20 standalone policies. I'm doing myself out of work here, Guy, but you know I like to give people practical, honest Absolutely. advice. Absolutely. Okay. And I guess like anything, you, you, know, you talk about getting a policy and you just mentioned there. If you write a policy, if you've got a policy, make sure you don't break your policy. It is as simple as that. You can come and work for me, Guy. Absolutely. If that's your policy, that's what you have to do. If you're going to deviate, you have to be really clear why you're deviating. Yeah. I mean, we come across this with things like health and safety policies, mm. about data policies, collection. You know, it's all the same thing. Make a policy and stick to it, and you, you're pretty safe then. You are, and that's why I often think don't have too many policies for that reason as well, Guy, not to tie yourself up in knots. Mm -hmm. There are some you have to have, mm -hmm. so have those. But, you know, keep it simple. Okay. So when is a, when is it a disciplinary? What, you know, what the sort of – you talk then about some money going missing in the conversation, but I guess there's different levels of disciplinary. Yeah, there absolutely is. So disciplinary, really simple for me, it's about your conduct. So it's different to performance that somebody mm -hmm. can't do the job. It's about your conduct, isn't it? It's about your behavior. So what do we mean by that? Well, disciplinary might be um, perhaps swearing. Mm -hmm. That can be quite um, a common one. Um, it might be uh, speaking to colleagues in an, in an appropriate way. We've talked about examples of gross misconduct, mm -hmm. such as theft, mm -hmm. perhaps um, turning up for work drunk or under the influence mm -hmm. of alcohol, breaking health and safety regulations. All those could potentially be gross misconduct. Okay. But for me, the question I usually ask is, is it willful mm -hmm. or not? So mm -hmm. are people intentionally behaving in a certain way? way uh, refusing to carry out actions from the managers is, is another one that comes up in terms of disciplinary it is different to performance and training and support okay so disciplinary is nothing to do with performance that's a different subject there's a different okay this is more about something that's happened that, that is a misconduct like you say about do you, so if you say that is that is there um is the things where you say actually this is proper conduct 
So, you know, should there be someone said, this is what I expect from you, so we don't get into this? Yeah, so again, often that's set out, isn't it? Maybe in a contract of employment, the handbook that we've already mentioned, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be long. It can just be a few bullet points about expectations, how we expect you to perform at okay. work. But even without that, there is a certain expectation, isn't that, you know, any kind of violence towards a colleague is clearly misconduct, isn't it? You know, we don't need to get too caught up mm-hmm. in the terminology. What's the, what's the most commonly one that's, that's, that sort of people think is disciplinary when it's performance? Is, is there some really common mistakes that people make? Yeah, so often I think it's when somebody isn't delivering their job and rather than having a conversation, okay. we jump straight to an assumption that says, well, they've deliberately not produced that piece of work, for oh, example. Okay. But actually... It's that they didn't know how to, they hadn't been trained in the right way. Um, it, it might be, for example, let's think about it in a bar. We've talked about a bar, haven't we? Mm-hmm. That perhaps it is, you know, you didn't serve that table, you ignored them, you were rude to them. And then we find out, because I, I didn't know what to do, I was getting anxious, I was getting worked up. That's a different conversation, isn't it? Okay, so so yeah, so it, so if it's performance, that's not part of disciplinary. That's part of performance management. Whereas disciplinary is more about doing something that actually is a um, uh, an, an action that is a is a willful wrong. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Okay, is there any more you could any examples you could give us that, that I, I'm sort of so it might be uh, walking off shift. Okay. Yeah. So you know you've you've been you're supposed to be there for I don't know a five hour shift. You just you go AWOL if you like. Uh, There's a classic of of disciplinary. Uh, It might be that you're off sick, you haven't rang and let anybody know. So those are often the ones that come up quite repeated. And like you say, things like swearing or or, or being aggressive to other employees or or clients, that type of stuff. So, okay. okay. Abusive behaviour, willfully not doing what your manager has said. So that can happen, you know, where you say, I need you. Oh, I don't know. Let me give you an example. Um, might be, I need you to go and clean down that particular area. I'm not doing it. What would you mean you're not doing it? I, I'm not doing it. Well, mm. you have to do it. It's part of, part of the requirement. That clearly is misconduct because they're not doing what's expected of them. Okay. Whereas if they went to do it but didn't do it well, that's performance. Exactly. You'd be saying, that's not what I expect What's going on? How do we help you to get to the performance that we need? Okay, I think I'm getting that now. I think I, I think I've got the differences. <laughs> Brilliant. My name is Guy Lewis, and you're with myself and Nat McMillan discussing disciplinary. So we've we've talked about uh, disciplinary policy uh, and, and adhering to that policy, and we've we've talked about um, you know some of the things that are disciplinary things, and some are really that are performance things. Uh, so I think now I want to talk about what yeah you know, what does the employee what are their actions what do they need to do in that sort of disciplinary arena, so to speak. Yeah. So we talk about an investigation that might be a really simple look into it sit down and have a meeting. You'll hear some fancy words about hearing an investigation, but it can be kept simple. So there's something about when you have that meeting, what's the outcome? Mm-hmm. So it might be, actually, there's no case to answer. We don't believe there has been misconduct, but there might be. And this is all about what we call in legal terms, that brilliant fair and reasonable and mm-hmm. proportionate. So we talk about often verbal warnings, written warnings through mm. to dismissal. Can I just say I don't recommend 
verbal warnings and neither do ACAS. The reason being, if you give somebody a verbal warning, you're then advised to put it down in writing on their file. Mm-hmm. Well, that means by its very nature, it's become a written yeah, yeah. warning. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think rather than a verbal warning, it's a let's not do that again and that informal, you know, kind of, if you like that little kind of shot across the bows, as we say, of that's not what we expect don't do that again. So, and not noted then as such. Is Ex- yeah. Exactly. I find that, that, and often that's enough, isn't it? You know, mm. just, to, just to let you know it's not in line with what we expect. Written warnings, six months to 12 months on your file mm-hmm. um, again, and they then expire, and then right through to dismissal. Okay. What if the employer jumps too quickly and, and sort of dismisses, you know? I've done a review and you're off. It's like, you're out. Yeah, and... Unfortunately, that that does happen, and I can understand why sometimes, particularly, you know, we've talked a little bit about theft, but there are other things, you know, so where there's been any kind of act of violence or abuse Mm -hmm. to a colleague, I can understand the kind of immediate reaction of that is not acceptable, you're off. Mm -hmm. But please don't do that. At the very least, you have to do an investigation that Mm -hmm. says we're going to look into that might be a very short and brief one if everybody's seen an act of violence, for example, but you're able to show that individual's been treated fairly and your reasons for dismissal. But when you do it in a moment, you could definitely be exposed to a claim of unfair dismissal and that you've acted unreasonably. Just to be clear and not to frighten people, if you've done no process, you will absolutely come a cropper in a tribunal for that. Okay, so uh, I, I was going to do a football analogy. So yeah, you can't do the red card. You can't do it. Yeah, is there yellow cards? That suspension idea. Yeah, you're saying someone's saying, okay, I'm really not comfortable with him being on the premises. I'm, I'm I'm not comfortable until I've gone through it. So suspension is that an option? Is that something you should look at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is one of those things that used to be used a bit too easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to be careful in legal terms. We're really hot now on only suspending as an absolute last resort. So what do I mean by that? You could justify it if you think they might interfere with an investigation. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about, you know, if there's been abuse towards colleagues and intimidation, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the classic, isn't it, that they're going to say, don't say anything to the... So it's got to be justifiable. You've got... Got to be justifiable. Are they, are they a risk to anybody, as you've mm-hmm. said? If they've breached health and safety, you've got a wider duty of care. So with suspension, just be really clear about your rationale for it. In other words, you're able to say, we didn't just rashly say you're suspended. Let the individual know and keep them up to date on why they are suspended. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. And it is often the appropriate thing to do. It's like everything I keep saying, Guy, I'm a little bit like a broken record, but (laughs) take a note, just explain why you did what you did. Okay. Okay. Okay, and and I get, if a suspension, I think it's, it's I thought that would be on full pay, wouldn't it? So it's, you sort of say, I'm taking you out of work because I don't want you. Know, obviously, what's happened needs to, needs to go through due process, needs to find out all the, all everyone else's version. Because I guess when any investigation, conversation, whatever, uh, there's going to be different versions of that. There's what people see and what people hear will be, be different. Okay, um, and, and or is there is there so that suspension sending someone home? Um, um, and is there something like about about a caution or about is that something we've covered already in sort of that verbal written and there the sort of levels are they so go from a sort of a, a sort of let's not have that happening again type of conversation to a written warning that stays on file six to twelve months and other things around maybe suspension because it's a different and ultimately ends to dis- dismissal. Yeah, 
Absolutely, those are kind of the ranges. And it's all about being proportionate. So let me give you an example. If for the first time somebody um, has gone off sick and hasn't come back and let you know, clearly a 12-month written warning in anybody's book would seem a little Mm heavy-handed. Yeah. But equally, if it's been somebody that's persistently done that and you've already spoken to them informally a couple of times, then you can see that it would seem reasonable to be putting a written warning in. So as you've said, it's almost like stepping up each time, isn't mm. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of going through it. Um, and as I've said, you know, if you do dismiss for gross misconduct, then it is a summary dismissal, which means there's no notice. Okay. But again, seek advice if you're going to do that so you're really clear about the legal implications. But you can do that and you can act very quickly. These investigations do not need to go on for, you know, three months. Okay. They can be done quickly. So I, I think I think what I'm getting from this is sort of fair, equitable and appropriate. Absolutely. Perfect, Guy. I feel like I've taught you well today. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> thanks very much, Nat. Thanks, Guy. You've been listening to a Business Lincolnshire podcast. Look out for the next episode. If you're listening on the Business Lincolnshire YouTube channel, don't forget to give us a thumbs up or subscribe down below. If you're on your favourite podcast platform, then remember to follow the show. More information at businesslincolnshire.com.